The following podcast will contain spoilers and explicit language. Hello and welcome to another episode of The Other Wrestling Show. My name is Joel and I'm here as always with Mike. And we're going to spend most of this episode previewing the upcoming all-out pay-per-view in All Elite Wrestling. Uh, But before we get into talking about that, Mike, how are you doing? I'm doing pretty good, man. I uh, I wanted to get to September. <laughs> like, uh, this it feels like it was just March, <laughs> ten years ago. So, um, welcome to September, guys. And I got you know how they do like memories on Facebook of like things you did in the past. Mm-hmm. Well, my memories this morning were my pictures from Chicago last year when I was in Chicago for All Out 2019. And it is one of the best pay-per-views I think I've ever seen in person. And it made me a little sad because I was going to be there again this year. And Joel, if you didn't come with me, we were going to do like a post-game pod from my hotel, you calling in, and it would have been awesome. And now, now we won't. And that makes me sad. Hey, we'll still do a, a live reaction pod. On oh, yeah, of Saturday course. Saturday night, though, it's... You know, it's not going to be the same. I know we were planning on being in the same place for this show, but, you know, it, it is what it is. And um, we'll we'll figure it all out. So I was really mainly looking forward to going to a GCW show <laughs> again, because <laughs> um, last year I saw Gangrel versus Orange Cassidy, which was insane. Uh, I saw a guy almost die um, with a. Like, uh, what was it PVP, PCP pipe, uh, light bulb, whatever it is, like slash his arm on the way down. And then I saw Jerry Lawler compete in a match and put someone through a table. So um, dreams do come true. Wow, that's uh, that's pretty crazy. Yeah, <laughs> love GCW. They're fucking wild, man. I've been seeing a lot of clips from the shows that they've been running all summer because they were one of the first promotions to really embrace like doing outdoor shows in the middle of the afternoon, you know, with a socially distanced crowd. And I think really kind of pioneered the form and like how to do it from an administrative perspective of like selling tickets in bunches. And, you know, you must sit together with your group that you came together with and everybody has to wear a mask and, you know, hand sanitizer everywhere. And uh, so I think, I think the wrestling world kind of, owes a little debt of gratitude to them for that because i know a lot of other shows have been able to kind of copy what what gcw is doing so yeah for sure and i i think i i might be wrong on this one i think they were the one the the promotions that did a show at like a drive-in movie theater um uh, probably which i thought was pretty cool and pretty innovative so um a lot of their stuff has been pushed back obviously um but yeah uh they come to what Chicago and like New Jersey, I think are the two places where you see them the most, but I would love to catch another one of their shows and just gotta love some indie wrestling. So, but Joel, how you doing, man? How are you enjoying your week off your vacation, your freedom? Uh, it's, it's been nice. Uh, just kind of been chilling out. I've been working out every day and, you know, sleeping in a little bit. So instead of getting up at five 15, I'm getting up at like six 45. So, so that's nice. And uh, <laughs> there's not a whole lot to do. So I'm just kind of relaxing and and 
you know. Yeah, I just, you know, I was thinking about it. And, and honestly, like, I just really haven't been doing much. So I've uh, been, been watching a lot of Star Trek Next Generation. So, yes. Um, so yes. that's been uh, front and center. More- I saw uh, I saw you asking on Twitter about Umbrella Academy. Have you started watching Umbrella Academy? I haven't. And, and to be honest, Joel, uh, that was all just a prank on Chris Kinney, <laughs> our buddy. Um, I've, I've rewatched Avatar The Last Airbender um, a few weeks ago. And have you watched that before, by the way? No. Okay, so there's like this stupid song in that show. Like it's like a, a hippie guy singing about like a secret tunnel. And I go, secret tunnel. So like whenever I game with Chris or I stream with Chris, I always find a way to bring that stupid song into the fold. So I I used Hootsuite to schedule out my tweets for like five days so that the first letter of each word for all those tweets spelled out secret tunnel. And then I had Chris check out my profile when it did that. And the Umbrella Academy tweet was about was a part of that bit. So I actually don't know much about Umbrella Academy. But I had enough people react to that tweet to to get me interested. Well, it's one of my favorite shows. Uh, I'm midway through the second season, which just came out um, a few weeks ago. It's one of those shows that Melody and I take one episode at a time. Like, even though we could just watch the whole thing, we'll watch one episode a week uh, to kind of make it last. And uh, it's just absolutely brilliant. Uh, Really well done. Really well written. And the visual and sound design of the show is just fantastic. So if you're looking for something to watch, uh, I can't recommend it enough. It's it's really, really fun. Really great acting in it as well. So uh, yeah, check it the out. The cast looks uh, incredible, by the way. I'm looking at it now. Um, yeah, I, I've had got multiple people, my old roommates, my buddy Josh, Chris, you. So um, I'll probably start it here at some point. Um, you know me, sometimes it's hard to get me to start new shows. And then once I do, I just can't stop. So Yeah, sometimes um, it you know, takes me years of telling you that you need to watch something. And then, you know, you finally do it. Eh. Was it Community? <laughs> Was Community the first one that, like, I, I harped I on for... I don't, I don't think it was Community. I thought it was something else. Because I think I, no, I thought I discovered sure it was Community. community. <laughs> uh, I don't remember. I got you the mugs for Christmas that year, so boom. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get into it. Want to? Lightning round. So the I think the most significant thing from this episode of Dynamite was the uh all the stuff involving the Bucks and Kenny Omega and Hangman Page and FTR. Like there is a lot of story setup being done for this match and it's been building for a while but i felt like the events of this evening kind of took it to the next level uh what what stood out to you from from that segment all of uh hangman page's friends turned on him he was left in the ring alone and i think that's significant when you look at the storyline they're telling of him having a problem you know having <laughs> board, you know if they want to say it being an alcoholic. And I think one of the things that a lot of people find out and experience when they go through, um, you know, addiction issues or, or alcoholism is, you know, they hit rock bottom at some point and it can, it can feel all alone. And this felt like rock bottom for Adam page. 
because he's been with the elite for what five years now he's been with the bucks through bullet club ring of honor with kenny so uh to have those guys basically say we're done with you um and then for ftr this group that kind of was reaching out to him that we all thought was going to be part of this new maybe faction so basically they call him out and say you're a giant piece of shit <laughs> and it was you because yeah, you're in, pretty brutal you're a little boy yeah like like i don't know right now if this was ftr manipulating page throughout this whole thing or if this really was like a self-destructive process from adam page like it, it blurs the line which i think is something that's really important when you deal with this because you know you deal with people with addiction issues it's things can be warped in their brains and, and it's hard to really see through a lot of the, you know, delusions that you might have with yourself. So um, yeah, just really, really powerful stuff. And this definitely feels like a rock bottom moment for Adam Hangman page. Yeah. I think, um, I think I'm really interested to see where everyone's going after this match. Like at this point, I'm, I'm pretty sure FTR is going to win the match. But the outcome of the match is like the thing I'm least interested in. Like, I want to know what happens with like, are we going to see Kenny go full heel? We saw the Bucks kind of acting like heels tonight in oh, yeah. their tag team match. And, you know, if we see a heel Young Bucks and heel Kenny Omega kind of turning the elite into an evil faction, you know, that's that's interesting. And then we could also see I think you could have the 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 rare uh, double turn situation where both Paige and Omega end up as kind of heelish characters coming out of this. And, you know, I, I just I don't know where they're going to go with it. There's, there's so many possibilities, but it's definitely intriguing. And I, I just want to see what their characters are come next Wednesday. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, the championship really is kind of the the back seat here and I think obviously yeah, I agree with you. I think FTR is going to walk away with the belt here, which is great cuz it allows them to establish themselves in the tag team division and kind of reset the division. We've talked about for a while how the belt Kenny and Paige were great for the division because it gave them massive star powers in the competing for the belt. But we need Hangman Page. We need Kenny Omega elsewhere now. And I think seeing where this story develops, does this lead to an eventual match between Kenny Omega and Hangman Page? Um, you know, I think the double turn could happen where like Page is trying to ask for forgiveness and trying to talk about how broken he is. And then Kenny just saying, screw you and nailing with the one winged angel with like 10 V triggers attached to it. So, um, there's there's a ton of stuff here. And did you watch Being the Elite this week? No, I never do. So, oh man, God, it's nice to be on this side of that statement. <laughs> ask me real quick. Did I watch Dark, Joel? I, I don't need to ask. <laughs> I didn't. Um, but uh, so the 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 whole Hangman Page, Kenny, uh, Young Bucks thing was kind of a litter throughout the show. And it kind of ended with a montage of all the all four of them kind of reacting or clips from the breakdown and their stuff over the last few months. And it ended with Kenny looking in his rearview mirror, wearing his cleaner glasses. 
And my God, I want the cleaner, Joel. I want the cleaner so fucking badly. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, th- I, I think if we all, we always talked about Kenny taking a backseat last year. And I think we're about to be into the, the stretch where Kenny reminds everyone in the world that he's the best at this business. So I'm excited. It's going to be a fun, uh, fun story, fun match, and can't wait to see what happens. For sure. Um, I guess I should bring up something for a lightning round. And I want to talk about um, the, I just threw a blank, the uh, Orange Cassidy, Jericho, Janela stuff. And really, I just, I really like the fact that Sonny Kiss was like, oh yeah, you're beating the shit out of my teammate. I should come out and help. Sometimes when you have these random matches, like, Shouldn't someone come help him? So I really love that uh, Sonny came out and and helped Orange Cassidy turn the tide in that beatdown. Sonny came out and absolutely blasted Jake Hager with a forearm from hell. I mean, that was so impactful and looked great. And, you know, anytime we get Sonny Kiss on Dynamite in a prominent spot, you know I'm happy. So uh, I, I really enjoyed the match. I thought Janela sold like crazy for Jericho and, oh, and really yeah. put over his offense, especially that savage code breaker from the uh, second rope. I mean, that looked really, really good. Yeah, Janela, that's what he'll do for you, man. He'll put you over. He'll make you look great. And I thought the whole like rubbing his bloody face onto Cassidy's face on the T-shirt was it looked really cool after he finished that like Cause it literally like we went right across the forehead of Cassidy on the shirt. So um, yeah, not, <clears throat> not much to be said about that match at all out, but I'm looking forward to it. Glad we're getting Jericho Cassidy three and uh, yeah, fun stuff there. Joel, what's the, the next thing you want to cover on lightning round tonight? Well, you know, I got to talk about Thunder Rosa. Oh, I, I purposely did not mention Thunder Rosa with mine because I knew you were going to talk about it. So Joel, I can't say enough good things about this match. I think going into it when we just heard, you know, Thunder Rosa in action and her opponent wasn't announced until like really close to the start of the show. Uh, it, I think everyone expected a squash match. And then mm-hmm. you put her out there with a veteran who has been around pro wrestling, I think at this point for like 16, 17 years. I mean, oh, yeah. Serena Deeb has been doing it for a while and she is very good. Uh, so, you know, seeing that match and everything that they did, it was a full showcase of everything that makes Thunder Rosa so great because they highlighted that she can do technical wrestling. They highlighted that she can, you know, run and gun with those flying drop kicks. They, they highlighted her striking ability. They highlighted her submission technique. There was so much on display. And I think the thing that makes Thunder Rosa truly special is that she can do it all. She can wrestle any style. She has a legit combat sports background. And, you know, what What really sold me on Thunder Rosa when I first was kind of getting into her as a wrestler was a series of vignettes that they did on NWA where they showed her training and meeting with her team prior to her MMA debut. and. It was just so well done. If you if you weren't watching NWA Power, uh, go back and check out those segments because it it really will draw you in to Thunder Rosa as a performer. 
and see the heart that she brings to competition. Uh, but I was really thrilled with this match. I thought it was really well worked and just gets me pumped up for what she can do because, you know, obviously Serena Deeb is very good, but she's no Hikaru Shida. So if that's the kind of match that Rosa can put on with Serena Deeb, just imagine what she's going to do when she gets in the ring with one of the best in the world in Hikaru Shida. Yeah, man, I, not much for me to say because I agree with everything you said there. Um, I was I was just really surprised that it wasn't a squash. It was it was a hundred percent set up to be a squash match, and it ends up being a really fun, uh, lively match between these two. And the fact that she was whipping out drop kicks, submission moves, her Death Valley driver looked incredible. I thought that was going to get the win. Um, yeah, just really good stuff with Thunder Rosa, and I'm glad. Like I, we both thought that they were going to save Thunder Rosa for all out, but I'm glad we didn't get like a stare down. We didn't get like a shoving match with her and Sheeta. Like I want the first time they're in a ring together to be at all out. Absolutely. And do you think this is more than a one-off Joel? Um, I don't know. I, I really can't get a good read on it. I would assume so. Um, because to my knowledge, NWA still isn't, you know, ready to produce new episodes of power. So, you know, I, I would assume so, but I really don't know. And, and I'm sure we'll talk more about this match when we get to our predictions, which we should do very soon. Um, but yeah, I was just really thrilled with this match. Yeah, I, I'd like to bring up, I only got two more things I'd like to cover in Lightning Round, Joel, and I'm pretty sure that you'd want to talk about them too. So first, uh, just... My match of the night was the opening match between the best friends and Santana and Ortiz. Uh, I thought this match was so much fun. I love that they got in all these hardcore spots before the match even started. And one of the nastiest bumps we've seen on TV in a while uh, with Chucky going through a pyramid of chairs. Yeah. Holy shit. <laughs> um, ben, you knew, you knew watching this match that as Chucky is, is painstakingly setting up this tower of chairs, it's like, oh yeah. He's being careful because he's the one going through it later. Like, <laughs> that's how that yep. works. Yeah. If you set it up, you're going to be the one to knock it over. So uh, just props to those four men. Uh, I'm glad they're both. Both teams are in the casino battle royal. Um, a chance to continue some of that heat there. So and then, uh, Joel, the the post-match beatdown in the main event. Uh, I thought it was really effective to show how a uh, brutal MJF can be how did I say a or B one or two? I don't remember two or B. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I can't, I can't remember what I said. Um, how badass Wardlow is. Um, like, you know me, I was not a fan of Wardlow when he first came out, but when he wears street clothes, he looks like a, you do not want to fight this man. Um, and it got me hyped for the, uh, the main event of all out. I'm excited to see what these two guys, bring and uh yeah is it the end of dictator john's reign who knows well you know i want to talk about my dude wardlow i, I bought wardlow stock at low low prices low and price. uh I, I have been very pleased with that uh fanhood investment because he just keeps getting better i loved his comedic timing during the main event uh as he was trying to get the, the lawyer, Mark Sterling, to put up any kind of a fight and his disappointed dad faces at 
everything Mark Sterling was doing. There's some really brilliant cutaways showing Wardlow's face. And he was, you know, absolutely fantastic in that segment. And I've enjoyed all of his, you know, kind of subtle nods to the camera throughout his run as, you know, MJF's heater. But I, I mean, he's just taking it to the next level. And I'm really excited for his future because dude's only going to get better. And I think he's already pretty damn good. I think his ring gear makes him look weaker than he is. Um, so I'd like to see him get some different ring gear. But if that's the only complaint I have now, concerning I was a major like, uh, not a fan of Wardlow. Uh, you can obviously he's he's grown on me. And I, it all started with that cage match with Cody. I really, really was like, OK, I, I see it here. I see it here. And I think he's developed, too. Like, I think that's something AEW can, is doing really well is developing these young stars without putting them out to dry or putting them in bad spots. I mean, happens that, all the time. That was his days. debut. That was his first yeah. match in, in AEW. Yep. And it, it was a great performance. And he's just continually gotten better. Uh, it's, it's great to see. And he's clearly been put with some great talent to help him develop and learn. But he also obviously has some great instincts as well because it's hard to teach timing like that and he was crushing it during that main event yep and this i you know i've 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 become a moxley fan again over the last few months so to see my boy getting his ass beat by mjf uh you know set the tone for what i think should be a pretty intense match on saturday night Joel, is there anything else from Lightning Round that you want to talk on, talk about before we go into our all-out preview? Well, I got to give a shout-out to Swole. I thought that her promo that she cut on Britt Baker was excellent. Uh, really, really good intensity. Uh, and it wasn't just the words. It was the tone. It was her eyes. It was everything coming together. And, you know, we talk about people staring directly into the camera filling up your screen and giving you that strong emotional performance. And I feel like we got that from Swole. I just wish this match was going to be on the main card. And, uh, you know, maybe we can just transition into talking about All Out, since that is probably going to be the first match that we see. It is part of the yes, buy-in. So Britt Baker versus Big Swole in a tooth and nail match. Uh, Whatever the hell that is, will be taking place at Britt's place of work. So at her dental practice, uh, allegedly. What do you What do you make of this one? It's hard to get over the disappointment that this is not on the main card. Like, I'm sorry. Like, I know it's stacked, and like, like this Jurassic Express Young Bucks match. That's so fucking random and pointless i'd rather have that be on the pre-show or not even on the card at all well if it meant Britt baker and big swole were on it so i i'm still disappointed and like i think if you asked me tomorrow about this match i'd be a little more optimistic because i'm i'm still kind of reeling from that announcement that this is on the buy-in but gimmick matches like this my thinking is that they decided on doing this gimmick match a while ago and that they're gonna save the in-person match like if they if they came out and said okay that's going to be the main event of a dynamite here in the next two weeks, okay maybe maybe I'd feel a little differently. But um, it should be fun. I love stuff like this. Am I guessing because it's going to be at the dental dentist office? It's going to be hardcore. Um, there's going to be some 
uh, violent spots. And, you know, if someone doesn't, if Reba doesn't get accidentally put out with laughing gas, then why even bother <laughs> having this match? <laughs> like, get the nitrous. <laughs> exactly. Um, but with that being said, I know these two uh, wrestlers are going to go all out. No pun intended. Um, they're going to put on a great, great match, regardless of where it is on the card. But for the longest running story, basically in AEW, I really wish that this was on the main card. So here's what I think is going on here, because I, I was thinking about it and I was thinking the same thing that you were thinking, which is why on earth is this match not on the main card? I think because it's cinematic and probably pre-taped that they didn't want to have that in front of the live audience and have them watch on the screen because they are having live fans. They're selling tickets for all out. And especially considering you don't really want people milling about and, you know, not being engaged in what's going on. You want to have as much happening in the ring in front of that live audience as possible. So by putting this first, on that pre-show as people are still getting into the stadium, getting to their seats. I think it's probably a choice based off of that and doesn't necessarily reflect the status of this match. Um, Doesn't change the fact that I'm disappointed, Mm -hmm. but that's the only reason I could come up with for why they're doing it this way. And I agree. I think it's likely that we see a follow-up match that takes place in the ring um, possibly as like the main event of a dynamite or at that, you know, eight o'clock hour to nine o'clock hour transition and spot. So, you know, one of those prominent places on the card, but I'm excited about this one. So to bring y'all in behind the curtain a little bit, I have made my picks. I have written them down. Mike is going to make his picks live on air. And as we always do, we're going to keep track and see who is declared the winner after all out on Saturday. So Mike, what is your pick for this match? Who do you like? Real quick, am I 2-0 on pay-per-view picks since we started the pod? Uh, I believe no. I am. No? No, I picked every I'm single sworn. match correctly at uh, Revolution. Okay. I didn't get a did single win- one wrong, so. Did I get double or nothing right? Did I win double or nothing? Yes, you did. Okay, so I'm on a 1-0 streak, baby. Either way, on a streak. And I am going to take, um, I'm taking Big Swole here. I just feel with the, the month of buildup, the month of torture, uh, that it's, it's just time. I think the cinematic match does make it a little harder because if this was straight up in the ring match, I would have felt way more confident with this pick. This tooth and nail match does offer shenanigan possibilities. And obviously, Britt Baker and Rebel are notorious for their shenanigans. So this should just be called a shenanigans match and we'll go from there. But I'm, I'm taking big swole. Give me the face on the pre-show, kicking the show off with giving the people what they want. Wow. There's, there's no home court advantage in the bubble in the NBA, but there is home court advantage <laughs> in AEW. And I'm going with Britt Baker in this one. We're going to disagree right off the bat. Uh, because All right, I've got, let's go. I've got the heel going over here. And I think that swole gets her comeuppance at a later date. Uh, when that second match that we're kind of expecting takes place. But uh, I like Britt in this one. I agree. I think there's going to be some chicanery in this match. And uh, I, I like I like Britt in this one. Next up on the card is 
broken Matt Hardy versus Sammy Guevara in a broken rules match, which is essentially last man standing, best we can tell. Mm-hmm. Yep. And if Matt Hardy loses, he must leave AEW. I was kind of shocked that they added this because I thought the table match with the violence that it had and like the blood and the spots like that felt like the blow off. Like I don't didn't necessarily feel there needed another match. Now I'm excited that they're going to have this match, but I'm just kind of the Hardy loses must leave AEW thing kind of. Uh, that makes it I don't know if, if it's more predictable, but I also like. These fall like these um, last man standing matches, you very rarely see the face not get up like unless I like the only time I can remember. No, I, I really can't remember a face ever losing these matches. Johnny Gargano. But Johnny Gargano. Yeah. OK. Um, oh, and that one was awesome. That's where he like Chompa like fell off and landed on his feet and got the win. Um, yeah. So, you know, it very rarely happens. And I don't think. They, they're going to have Matt lose and come back repackaged as something else. Um, you know, so I, I think Matt's going to get the win here, but I just, the creativity of Matt Hardy in these type of hardcore type matches with the crazy shit that Sammy Guevara pulls out every single week, all the crazy spots he's willing to take. Um, you know, he's going to have flashbacks to the stadium stampede match. It's not going to be a, uh, uh, one winged angel through something crazy, but get ready for a side effect or a twist of fate through something outrageous. So I actually am going with Sammy Guevara in this one. I think the time is right for him to get a big win and uh, to really, you know, get past this feud that was kind of on again, off again because of his suspension. Uh, and I think with Matt Hardy, a, he might want a break after that shot to the head with the chair i mean seriously almost killed him that was absolutely nasty and they've done so much to to build this up with you know matt going absolutely berserk a few times in the last few weeks and then the brutal match that they had in the main event of last week's dynamite so i think the the stage is set here for sammy to go over and for him to you know really get the rub from from this match and i don't think that it means that we've seen the last of Matt Hardy in AEW, just maybe that he goes off for a while. As much new talent as they've brought in recently, I, I think it makes sense to clear out some space and create opportunities for new talent. Makes sense. Can I switch my pick? <clears throat> uh, no, that is not allowed. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what's the next match? Though? Next up is the Jurassic Express versus the Young Bucks. Now, I think this match is actually going to be a little bit more essential than you think uh because i i think it ties into the tag team championship match later on because we have been seeing uh kenny omega slowly getting more and more heelish this week we started to see the young bucks get very heelish and yeah there was no like like slow build for the bucks it was faces last week to being dickheads this week well, and I think it's it's kind of a pressure cooker situation, right? You don't really see what's happening inside the pressure cooker until it blows over the top. And and that's kind of what happened with the Bucks last week is when we saw the lid come off that pressure cooker. And now we're seeing the result. And I like what I saw from the Bucks. I like the Bucks as heels. I think it fits their antics more naturally. 
because they are kind of dicks the way that they work in the ring. And, you know, all the, the memories I have of them in Ring of Honor, you know, looking at the camera and being like, let's do an awesome tag team move. And and then, you know, literally saying that into the camera and then going off and doing an awesome tag team move. And that just strikes me as heelish behavior. So I'm glad they're getting back to this. And I think that they're going to go over Jurassic Express in brutal fashion here. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I have the Young Bucks winning this match too. It was not so much that I think this match is pointless. I just really dis- not, I did not like how they threw that stipulation together with four teams that really had nothing going on with each other at all. And I know they kept emphasizing, well, they, they're going to be on the pay-per-view. They're going to be on the pay-per-view. It's not like they've made a big deal about being on the pay-per-view, like pay-wise. Like it hasn't been that big of a statement throughout the company's history. So it was more of the like how they got here. But I agree. I think the Young Bucks solidify their heel turn uh, with how this match goes. And I really like their work tonight, like not tagging in Lucha. Uh, Lucha ah, God, did you hear JR tonight call him Lucha Express? I missed I that. lost my shit. I was like, <laughs> yes, JR screws this up just like we do. <laughs> so, but yeah, I'm taking the Young Bucks. Let's move on. All right, so next up is the Dark Order, members unknown, uh, taking on... No, no, no. We know the members of the Dark Order. We we know who's going to be in this match? Yeah. Yeah, it's Brody Lee, Cole Cabana, Evil Uno, and Stu Grayson. Oh, okay, cool. So the top four. The main, the main <laughs> one. Yeah. Uh, they're going to be taking on Matt Cardona, Scorpio Sky, QT Marshall, and Dustin Rhodes. Uh, so what you got for this one? Oh man, um, this is tough because Matt Cardona is still relatively new. Scorpio Sky seems to be getting a singles push right now outside of SU with his grape, but um, I'm going the Dark Order here. Keep their momentum going. If the whole point of attacking the Nightmare family was to send a message to Cody, then beating up his friends and family here, um, I think would be a natural continuation of the storyline. And I think the Dark Order gets the win post-match beatdown of our heroes, and then Cody makes his triumphant return to save his brother, save his friends, and we start this long-term, natural, uh, nightmare family, Dark Order-type feud. So I'm taking the Dark Order. Mr. Brody Lee, it's Saturday, and that means you're going to get the dub. Yeah, I I don't think it makes any sense for the babyfaces to go over in this one. I think this is Dark Order all the way. I don't think we're going to see Cody for a while, though. You don't uh, think? I, I don't. Um, I, I've seen some reporting that he's going to be out for a while, that maybe he's going to shoot some TV stuff, and that he's going to be written off Dynamite for, for a little while. So I think the the reason he took such a brutal beatdown was to sell the fact that we're not going to see him. And honestly, if we did, you know, that would just three weeks after he got stretchered out. I mean, almost got stretchered out, right? He was already injured and then <laughs> got dumped off the stretcher and onto the floor. So, you know, he shouldn't be back. It's only well, three been we- three weeks. Three weeks in wrestling is like spending a week in a Dragon Ball Z hyperbolic chamber. Like you get healed. It's it's wrestling. So, um, but you know, I did not know that there's been talks of him being off TV for a while, which would explain the massive beatdown he took. Um, I just 
feel like this story with the Nightmare family doesn't really go anywhere unless Cody's involved. So, and that's why I just feel like he would be back sooner rather than later. But um, I'm I'm all in on this Dark Order ascent right now. Love what I'm seeing from Brody Lee. Uh, loved what I saw from uh, Anna Jay last week, and yeah, it's it's going it's going well. So, um, but yeah. What's next, Joel? What do we got up next? All right, next up is the women's championship match between the champion Hikaru Shida and the champion Thunder Rosa. We've got our AEW and NWA champions represented in this match. And I'm, I'm really excited for this one. We talked about this earlier on in the show, uh, but these two are, for my money, like two of probably the top 10, if not top five women's wrestlers in the world in terms of their ring work. I mean, they are incredible and they have such command of their characters. So I'm really excited for this one. What do you think about this match? Yeah, no, you're right. They're probably two of the top women outside of the WWE powerhouse women's division. Probably throwing a Tessa Blanchard in there as well. Um, so yeah, just in, this is one of those matches where I really don't even care what the result is because the match itself is going to be the treat. And if they give them the time that this match deserves, which I will say, AEW's been really good at making sure the women's title match on pay-per-views is getting time. They're not short, you know, blow-away matches. They're, they're, they're given the time they need. And this is, I think this is the hardest match to pick on the card because if this is a one-off, then obviously Sheeta wins it. If this is not a one-off, then it gets interesting. And we talked about how this match didn't really have a feud. You know, it was just kind of thrown together. And my pick is Thunder Rosa winning the AEW championship and this feud being built from there. I'm taking your girl, Joel. Yeah, I also have Thunder Rosa going over and it might just be wishful thinking on my part, but I, I just want to see her standing tall, holding up both belts. And I, I think that'd be a really cool thing. And if there is a real partnership between... AEW and NWA more so than just the kind of handshake agreement that they've had dating back to like November, then, you know, I, I think this could be a really, really good thing to have Thunder Rosa in the women's division, especially while they're waiting for some of the other talent to be back from injury and to be more available to wrestle. So uh, I'm just excited for this one. Yeah. And it harkens back to last summer with uh, the Bucks winning the AAA tag title and defending it on their shows and then defending it at all out. Like, um, you know, it, it makes sense. And I think if you're going to bring in a star, like if this, if this was someone else, like just, Oh, this is, you know, an interesting women's free agent. You know, I, this is not that though. This is Thunder Rosa. It's, it would like the only other person I could see who'd be in the same spot where would be saying similar things. Like if they brought Tessa Blanchard in, um, that's how big of a deal Thunder Rosa is. So, um, yeah, I, we're, we're, we're going, uh, we're going with the same pick here. So that's interesting. We got, we got to spice it up a bit here soon though. To, well, we started to off, give me a chance. Started off with a couple of disagreements and I think, uh, I think maybe we'll have a couple of disagreements here later on. Um, next up is a match that we've already talked about at length. So we probably won't get into too much detail about Omega and page, the champions taking on the challengers F T R. Uh, who do you got in this one? Uh, I have Brock Lesnar coming out as the fourth member of this new Force Horseman. 
Uh, oh, wait. No, we're not talking about that. Uh, FTR for the win here. It just makes too much sense. Like you said earlier, it doesn't really matter like the result because the results pretty much telegraph it's how this match plays out. How the Kenny and Adam Page stuff continues. Does Adam Page end up alone post-match? Does he align with FTR? Does Kenny go berserk and punt Tully Blanchard's head into the last row of the stadium? Like, there's, I am so intrigued by the storytelling they have in this match, um, and I just can't wait to see it. And guess what? The match is going to be fucking great, too, because it's FTR. But I'm taking FTR. Give us new champs. Give us a tag team that's really going to work the tag team division consistently. And let's get Kenny and Adam onto some bigger, not necessarily better, but bigger things here in the singles division. I feel like explaining the story of this match is like, you know, one of those cork boards with the conspiracy theory on it, with all the red strings connecting everything. Like there's so <laughs> From much always on. sunny. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly what I was thinking of. Uh, and uh, there, there's just so much going on here and there's so many different possibilities. So I'm just excited to see this one resolve and find out where we're going. I also have FTR winning this match. So next. Let's talk about the casino battle Royal though. I know we weren't going to pick oh, yeah, it, yeah, yeah. but okay. I didn't, I, I'm following the Wikipedia card and I did, I didn't know if you skipped it or something. So I, I did skip over to make that. Sure we got that in. I have a okay. prediction written down. So, uh, but let's get into it. Man, so there's there's four TBD spots we determined, right? Yeah, so the, the 17 announced participants are Darby Allen, Lance Archer, Brian Cage, Ricky Starks, Pentagon, Ray Phoenix, <laughs> Blade, Eddie Kingston, Sean Spears, Billy Gunn, Austin Gunn, Jake Hager, Santana, Ortiz, Chucky e. T, and Trent. And then we have four TBDs. So I think that's good uh, because they can put in in three out of the four blocks they can put a tbd and then they can have the 21st entrant be also a tbd and i think that's probably the best way to do it let's start off with five people that we know are going to be in the match and then let's get a surprise entrant in every wave after that and then obviously the last entrant um will be brock lesnar so yeah (laughs) how much money do you think how much that (laughs) how much money do you think that would take all of it. All, all all of Tony Khan and Shad Khan's money? No, no, no. All of the money. All of the money. In the world? <laughs> all of the money. Um, yeah, so not happening then, because I'm not contributing to that. It's okay. um, they would make all of the money from doing it. So they would make know, all it, the money. It would it would break the internet, man. It's like it's complicated. <laughs> I mean, you know. Um, so I'm gonna throw out a scenario here that's not my pick, but I want it to happen. Uh so let's just hypothetically say MJF wins the AEW World Championship and Wardlow wins the 21-man Casino Battle Royal. Oh, that would be fantastic. Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't think they're going to do that because uh, I just it's that's just one of my crazy ideas. I would love to see that chaos. Um, I'm going to... God, it's so hard here, man. Like, Brian Cage, Lance Archer are all great choices. And I think this really kind of depends on who wins the main event. Because you would assume whoever wins this battle royal is going to be the next title contender, the next feud for the champion. So, like, oh man, if it, if MJF wins, like, okay, maybe you pick pick one of the faces in the match. And if 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 Moxley wins, I think there's more opportunities here. So it really depends. And I got, I, I'm gonna get to my pick, 
by the way, we're not going to count this pick, right? Because there's so many people. We're just talking about it and saying who we want to win. So um, my favorite thing about this match is there's so many stories, so many feuds in this uh, match right now. It's like they put all these feuds that they weren't going to put in the video match and says, okay, you're going to finish your feud in this battle royal. Satana Ortiz, Chucky and Trent, the Butcher, the Blade, Eddie Kingston, Ray Phoenix, Pentagon Jr., you know, all the stuff that they're doing. Ricky Starks, Brian Cage, Darby Allen, like it's all there. And with that being said, I'm taking an upset. I'm taking Sean Spears, baby. I like Sean Spears in this one. That, that's uh, one that I had thought of as well. Uh, I'm going to go with my heart, though, and I'm going to go with Eddie Kingston. Uh, I, I, that's who I was going to pick before I went with Spears, because I think Eddie Kingston. Oh. That wink to the camera. Uh, uh-huh. <laughs> it, just, it sticks with me. And and that's that's all I can think about is is how, you know, he's setting himself up for success. With he's playing these guys a wink so hard to the camera and uh you know he's absolutely top five maybe even top three on the mic in aew right now and i just i want him in that prominent role and if this is how we do it then let's do it well the reason i i was so close to going with eddie kingston i think it um it really like I knew you were going to pick him too. So I, one of the reasons I, I was so in on him is because he is a tweener. Like yeah. he, all these other guys are defined faces or heels. Literally everyone else in this match is a defined face or heel. I'm doing your, I'm giving you the argument, <laughs> but the reason I like it is because then it doesn't make the championship match. Like it, it doesn't predetermine the results of the championship match because you could see Eddie Kings, Kingston go up against Moxley go up against MGF and not be like, well, yeah, he's definitely the hero. He's definitely a heel of face. So it has to be one or the other. Eddie Kingston wins. The Avenue of that championship feud is endless. It could be both guys. Um, but the reason I picked Sean Spears is that they've been teasing him, like his slow methodical walk to the ring tonight. Obviously his stuff with Tully Blanchard. I think there's more to it with Tully FTR and Sean Spears. And I think FTR kind of being with Tully Blanchard, I just feel something big's going to happen with Sean Spears here. I think I've been saying that for the last eight months, though. <laughs> um, and last time Sean Spears was on a match, he got punked by Dustin Rhodes. Um, so maybe maybe this is the last time I ever picked Sean Spears on a pay-per-view. Um, but I think something's happening with him. I think it's a good pick. And if he gets that loaded glove going in this match, then heads are going to roll because... He's been blasting people with that on AEW Dark on pretty much a weekly basis. So, uh, any uh, any thoughts on who any of these TBDs could be, or who would you want to be a TBD? Let's do that. Who would you want? I mean, I haven't really been paying attention to like who's out there in terms of availability. It would be amazing if I don't know if his non compete is up, but like Rusev, I, his I non competes up. Yep, should call him Miro at this point. Um, but that would be amazing if he were to show up. Um, you know, there, there's so many possibilities, uh, but I, I haven't been paying super close attention to like who's out there and available. I'd love to see um, Aiden English uh, show up. I think oh, yeah. Someone who was underutilized in the other wrestling company, and I know he's out there and available, so that would be cool. Um, but there's also people who are already on the roster that it would be cool to see them get a spotlight like Sean Dean or Will Hobbs. Uh, 
Oh yeah. Well, you know, especially great. Hobbs. I mean, he's such a big guy. He could come in and truck a few people, get a little bit of a spotlight in this match and, and elevate his status within the company. Cause he's somebody who I think is going to be really, really good. Mm-hmm. Sean Dean, he's ready to go. I mean, let's just get this guy on dynamite on a regular basis and get him involved in some storylines because the dude can flat out wrestle. Yeah, yeah. My my choice would be someone outside the company. I'm going to harken back to the very first All In and Mr. Nick Aldis. We're going to keep this NWA talk alive. Bring in this dude. Oh, man. Have him join this match. If Nick Aldis is in it, he's winning it. I mean. <laughs> you think? <laughs> yeah, that would be awesome. I would yeah. love that. And same thing with Nick Aldis. You don't know what his character would be in this company, so it wouldn't spoil the main event. You don't know, but to the audience, to the AEW audience, like if they're seeing him for the first time, you don't know which way they're going to go with him. So, like, it's just one of those things. Like, same thing with Brian Cage. We didn't know necessarily he was going to be this badass heel when he showed up at the, uh, at Double or Nothing. So, but yeah, Nick Aldis would be my choice. That's who I want to see in this match because I've been watching some of his stuff recently and I loved his match with Cody from All In. So, yeah, give me Nick Aldis. All right. We spent a lot more time on that Battle Royal than I thought we would. Joel, we got two matches left on the card and the first ever from the brain of Chris Jericho, the Mimosa Mayhem match. And Joel, the most important question here, will you be drinking a mimosa on Saturday night? Absolutely. Uh, All right, me too. I, we'll, we'll post it on the socials. <laughs> I, I had mimosas this evening as a warm up, so you know, had to make sure I got my ratios right so that when the big show is on, I'm ready. Uh, but yes, I, I've got my champagne and OJ in the fridge, ready to go, and uh, it's happening. You taking this? Oh, I guess I should pick first, Jorica. I'm going. This is tough, man, because I really want Cassidy to get the win here. Um, and I don't see Cassidy getting thrown into the bat of orange juice and mimosa. So I, I, th- I think I kind of said this on the show when they announced this match, but I think Jericho gets the win via pinfall. But I feel like Jericho gets the comeuppance and gets thrown into the mimosa post-match. But I feel like for the first ever, and who knows if this is going to be a staple of the company, <laughs> I guess Cassie Jericho 27 in like five years, maybe. <laughs> um, but I, I, you build for the spot of someone going into the concoction. So I do think someone goes in, but I'm, I'm taking Jericho. But I don't know if Cassidy gets thrown in to win the match. If that makes sense. I'm going Cassidy all the way. I think that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he is one of the biggest stars in the company and someone who's been getting a ton of spotlight over the summer from mainstream media outlets. I think he's somebody that this brand can build around. And frankly, the fans love him. We have fans Mm -hmm. in the arena again. So you know they're going to want to see a big win and a big performance from Orange Cassidy. And I think that in this match, we send the fans home happy. Orange Cassidy, book it. All right. Well, Joel, we definitely differed on the last few picks. And now for the main event of the evening, the AEW World Championship match, John Moxley versus MGF. And Moxley is banned from using the paradigm shift finishing move. I talked about at Fight for the Fallen or um, whichever one had uh, Moxley and Cage 
that I thought I was ready for a new AEW world champion. And I thought that cage was the person to take it off. Um, and about two months, I, I'm not ready for this Moxley title reign to end. I think Moxley getting fans back in the arena is so important for him. So important for his character. And I think he deserves more run with the belt with fans in the arena. And I just think as fans start coming back in, and I know things aren't back to normal in the world, especially in the United States, but there are aspects of normalcy coming back. And I think Moxley holding the title through at least full gear is the right move. So I'm taking John Moxley to beat MJF in some creative and painful ways. All right, I kind of expected that, and I am going with MJF. Uh, I think that the time is right to change the belt. I get what you're saying with Moxley, but I feel like after the uh, show went back to you know these live every other week shows and we got out of all the pre-taped stuff that they did back in March, I think Mox has gotten the run that he needed and he's had high profile matches. He's had really good matches against the likes of Darby Allen and Brian cage. And uh, I, I even really liked his match with uh, Jake Hager. So yeah, I think that we're all set here. It's time. Let's get the belt on MJF strap the rocket to this kid and let's see how far he can fly. So I I've been a I've been an MJF guy since God the the pep rally at uh, the Jaguars Stadium when they announced AEW I don't think he's ready yet I just I there's something in my gut that tells me he shouldn't carry it right now um, I think I I just think it's a little too soon. And I already have the main event for full gear booked in my head. And that's going to be the cleaner Kenny Omega taking on John Moxley for the AEW title to kick off 2021, the year of Omega. And he needs to do that by beating Moxley. So, <laughs> but yeah, I, there's something in me. I just, I'm not, I'm not positive that MJF is ready for this moment. Um, and he is better than me and I know it, but I just not sure yet. Not sure yet. So, we have some disagreements on this card, Joel. This is not a write down, you know, seven of the nine matches or eight of the nine matches. Like, I think at least half the matches we differ on. So good luck to you, sir, in our our battle that will ensue here soon. But any other comments about All Out before we go the fuck to sleep? I just, I need this show, man. I've been looking <laughs> and... There's so many storylines that I feel really invested in, and I haven't felt that way about a big wrestling show probably since, like, Revolution. So I'm ready. I'm looking forward to this, and I think it's going to be great. Yeah, I, you know, the the three weeks of Fighter Fest and the Fight for the Fallen episode, like, those were essentially pay-per-views, but they're just not the same. There's something about no commercials, week a week a weekend night, you know, like the anticipation of waking up in the morning and knowing there's a pay-per-view on that night. Um that's pretty pretty great. And 
I think it's I think it's going to be good. I was a little nervous about two, three weeks ago when we just didn't have anything announced for it yet because it kind of just felt like they were throwing this together last second. But they really came. They really put it together here the last few weeks. And I think it's going to be a fantastic show. Um, and Joel, one last question. Uh, show Steeler. What's it going to be this this week? Oh, no doubt. The women's championship match. Yeah, I think I'm I'm agreeing with you there, and I do think the storyline, the thing we'll be talking about come Sunday morning, will not be the champion, the AEW championship match, will not be the Casino Battle Royal. It's whatever is going to happen with Kenny Omega, Adam Page, FTR, and the Young Bucks. So it's going to be a great weekend for wrestling, guys. We will get you a recap show um, as soon as we possibly can, hopefully on Sunday, where we're going to give you all of our thoughts on this match fucking big god i can't talk pay-per-view all of our thoughts on this pay-per-view um so be on the lookout for that and yeah it's gonna be great you can find us on spotify itunes stitcher any of the apple sorry any of the android (laughs) podcasting apps um you can find us on facebook and instagram at the other wrestling show find us on twitter at ows underscore pod you can find Joel at the other Joel. You can find me at Michael underscore Aranda. And you can email us at the other wrestling show.com and rate and review subscribe. Uh, I know you guys are out there. We're interacting week in and week out. So thank you for that. And Joel, anything else before we go to sleep? Join the dark order. Remember everybody life's a work. Duck the clothesline and happy wrestling. Bye.